For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Scuba Shack Radio, Season 5, Episode 123, recorded Monday, October 30th, 2023. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast in support of our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Hello again, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Cincerapino. Well, we are back from our amazing dive trip to the Philippines. We got back late yesterday after spending two weeks away from home. And I'll have more to come on that in a bit. Now, while we were away, there was not a lot going on back here at the dive shop. Our training season has pretty much wrapped up, although we will pick up some pool work in December. As we move to November, I'm making final preparations for the DEMA show. Then it's on to Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Small Business Saturday. Time really flies. On today's show, I'm going to give you a detailed trip report on our adventure to the Philippines and our diving with Atlantis Dive Resorts in Dumaguete. Because this is so much to talk about, I'm going to forego my wet note segment this time. So let's head out to the Philippines. Back in December 2019, Donna and I had the fortune to do a familiarization trip with Atlantis Dive Resorts and Liveaboards. That trip took us to the resorts in Porta Galera and Dumaguete. Well, when we got to the resort in Dumaguete, it just felt like the kind of place we really liked. And also, knowing scuba shack divers, it would be a place they would really enjoy as well. Back then, we didn't have any intention of booking a trip. But by the end of our stay, we signed up, and we signed up for a 10-day package to happen in October 2021, and we reserved 12 rooms. That, that trip would be to celebrate my retirement from the corporate world. But the world had a different plan, mainly COVID and for me dealing with prostate cancer. So it was a blessing in disguise as the world recovered from covid and I fully recovered from cancer. And our divers signed up. In fact, we had to go back and get several more rooms as our group grew to 27. For us here on the east coast of the U.S., the Philippines is halfway around the world. It's a 12-hour time difference. That makes for easy math. 
If it's 10 a.m. here in the Philippines, then it's 10 p.m. yesterday back home. That's a whole lot easier than, say, India, which is nine and a half hours ahead. I always had trouble with that one. So let's start with getting to the Philippines. The quickest way out of New York is by the Philippine Air nonstop flight from JFK to Manila. It leaves around 1 or 2 a.m. and arrives in Manila at 6.30 a.m. the next day. So if you leave on a Sunday at 2 a.m., you get to Manila at 6 a.m. on Monday morning. We had a number of our divers choose that option. Another option, and the one that I took and have done it a number of times, is to fly on United out of Newark to Tokyo and then take the ANA flight from Tokyo to Manila. You leave Newark around uh, 11 a.m. and make it to Manila around 9 p.m. the next day. Singapore Airlines offers a similar option through Singapore. We also had some of our divers come from the Midwest on various flights. Now, our actual stay at Atlantis started on a Wednesday, and most of us chose to arrive in Manila a day or two ahead of time. One, to acclimate to the 12-hour time difference, and secondly, to get to take a tour of Manila. We spent two nights in Manila at the Belmont Hotel, which is right across from Terminal 3 of the airport. We arrived at Terminal 3 and walked over to the Belmont by that new skywalk called Runway Manila. It's a pretty easy and short walk, and also very convenient since you don't need the hassles of an airport transfer. But if you arrive in Terminal 1, you're going to need to arrange for that transfer. We had all of those arranged with Atlantis ahead of time. We also set up the Manila City Tour on Tuesday. I highly recommend getting out and seeing a bit of the city. The tour that we took included a visit to the American Cemetery of the Pacific, kind of like a a mini Arlington National Cemetery, Fort Santiago, St. Augustine Church, one of the oldest in Manila, and Casa Manila, a replication of a Spanish-style home from uh, when the colonial time happened. Next up was our flight down to Dumaguete on Wednesday morning. After breakfast at the Belmont, we all piled into the Atlantis vans around 8.30 and headed to the airport where we took the one-hour Cebu Pacific flight down to Dumaguete. When we entered the terminal in Dumaguete, we were met by the Atlantis team. Actually, the team that meets you at the airport is your dive master team for the week. You start to form your relationship right away. For me and Donna, we recognized our dive master from 2019, Wing, and he would be our dive master for the entire time at Atlantis. That's another nice feature. Atlantis tries their best to have you dive with your previous guide. Atlantis prides themselves on long-term employees. For example, Wing has been with the resort for 16 years. Once we collected our bags, we tagged them with our names and the Atlantis team loaded them into our van. And then we made the 35-minute ride to the resort. We next saw our bags in our room. Nice. Now, we got to Atlantis a little later than anticipated, 3 p.m., and because we hadn't had a chance to have lunch yet, they accommodated a late lunch for our group where they also introduced us to the staff. Again, there were many familiar faces from our 2019 trip. 
Next up was our dive operations brief. You start in the classroom with a video, a certification card check, and a liability release. You then move to the dive locker where you get your cubby assignment for your stay and go through the process for getting your tanks ready, especially like analyzing nitrox. Okay, let's talk about the diving. First off, Atlantis keeps the diver to dive master ratio low, 5 to 1 or 6 to 1, and you stay with your dive master all week, and they take care of everything. Your BC, reg, and tank are all set up and moved to your boat. They also bring your fins down for you. All you need to do is put on your wetsuit, grab your mask, computer, and camera, and after their dive brief, head down to your assigned boat. The dive schedule has five dives each day for the most part. Your first dive is at 8.30, followed by a 10.30 dive. After lunch, you can dive at 2 p.m., 4 p.m., and finish up with a 6 p.m. night dive. Yes, it is dark at 6 p.m. Some of our divers chose to do the five dives a day. I kind of stuck to mainly four in most cases, sometimes only three. Now, they have two different types of dive boats. The small boats are 16 18 foot outboard boats that you backroll from, while their larger boats are banca boats that are outrigger types that uh, take two dive teams on board. You'll giant stride from them. And you're going to be re- need to be ready to backroll or giant stride because most of the dive sites are only minutes away. Aside from our trip to Apo Island, most of the sites are within one to ten minutes. One of the impressive things about the dive sites is the incredible diversity. Not only do you encounter a wide variety of fish, you get an equal number of fascinating critters. There are the seahorses, frogfish, cuttlefish, octopus, mantis shrimp, electric clams, and numerous nudibranchs. Now, because we had eight full days of diving, we got to do some of the sites multiple times, and that was a very good thing, because each time there was something new to see. You just don't get bored. Just when you think the dive is over, boom, out pops a blue ring octopus or maybe a robust ghost pipefish. Every dive has something different to get excited about. Now, our package also included a three-tank charter to Oppo Island, a 45-minute bonka boat ride from the resort. Oppo has incredible coral formations and coral diversity. Some of our divers said they were the best dives they had ever done, and I would have to agree. After the first two morning dives, the crew sets up a buffet lunch, and then the local ladies come on board selling t-shirts, tops, pants, and other items. Everything is 500 pesos, or a little less than $10 US. Our divers were so impressed with Oppo that they wanted more, so I worked with Junar, the dive coordinator, to arrange a two-tank charter uh, back to Oppo. All of our divers jumped on that add-on for a little more than $70 US. That was a fantastic bargain. Now, we did do the mandarin fish dive. We saw them scurrying around, and a couple popped up for a few seconds while mating. I did not have my strobe, so trying to take a picture was out of the question. I just couldn't switch between my red and white video lights fast enough. Now, Atlantis also offers a blackwater dive and a fluoro dive as as an add-on, and several of our divers took advantage of that. We didn't, although Donna did find my new OrcaTorch D710V um, video light, which has the UV light, fun to play around with on the night dive. Like I said, five five dives in a day is a little much for me, so most days we kept it to four. 
When we did oppo, I kept it to three. Overall, Donna and I got in 29 dives. Some of our divers did more, some less, as they took advantage of the spa or tours out in the city. That's the beauty of the Atlantis model. Dive as much or as little as you like. The dive master will even go out with one single diver from your group. Our final day at the resort would be our trip to Oslob on Cebu to snorkel with the whale sharks. That starts early. Breakfast is at 5.30 a.m. You pre-order the night before to expedite the 6 a.m. departure. It's a tight schedule. The van takes you to the ferry for the hop over to Cebu. Well, we arrived at the terminal only to find the ferry wasn't running from there at 7.30. So we had to drive another 25 minutes to another terminal. Well, we made it on time with minutes to spare, but because of this change, our ride to Cebu would be about an hour, uh, about twice as long as we had planned. Now, once on Cebu, we headed over to Oslo. When I did the trip in 2019, Atlantis used a different resort as their jump-off point for the whale sharks. Now they use a resort called BCD, which is right in front of the area. We quickly got ready, donned our life jackets, and jumped in our assigned outrigger boat. It's a short paddle out, and you're right in the middle of these incredible animals. Their size is amazing, as you do get up close as you snorkel with them. You'll need to make sure that you look in all directions. They sneak up on you. Now, while this is an absolutely amazing encounter, I am personally torn on whether this type of encounter is good. Now, they've been studying these whale sharks at Oslob and noted some issues. I talked about that in a previous episode. But for many of our divers, this was a bucket list event. One of them even told me that the whale shark snorkel was worth coming halfway around the world for. While we were out snorkeling with the whale sharks, the Atlantis team prepared our buffet lunch, and that included grilled tuna, chicken, pork, along with some rice and salad. After showering and changing, it was time for lunch at 10.30 in the morning. There was still time for a little shopping before catching the noon ferry and arriving back at Atlantis around 1.30 in the afternoon. And now it was time to get everything dried out and begin packing. Let's shift gears now to the resort. The rooms. Wow. Spacious. With a large bathroom, double sinks, big shower, and a kingside bed. Sliding doors to your balcony on a deck area and a place to dry out your wet bathing suits. Plenty of outlets and a good-sized desk. Everyone raved about the quality of the rooms. As for the food, what can I say? Something for everyone. And different every day. It was always fun to look at the blackboard lunch and dinner menus at breakfast. You always start out with a soup or salad, followed by your choice of four entrees. They always had a vegetarian option, along with seafood, chicken, beef, pork, or pasta. One night featured a Filipino buffet, complete with a roasted pig. One of my favorites is Pansit, and the lumpia is really good. For sure, Atlantis prides themselves on the quality of the food. They also pride themselves on service. All of the staff know your name from the first day. The servers, bartender, or front desk staff always greet you by your first name. It's impressive, uh, and it impressed all of our travelers. I don't know how they do it, but they do. 
Our last night ended like our first day with a group meal. The dive masters also had a little fun with some milestone recognition. For me, it was my 800th log dive. I got to don the blacked out scuba mask and drink beer from a funneled snorkel. A little more difficult now than in my younger days. Sadly, with our bags packed and placed outside our room, it was time for one last breakfast and a group photo with the staff. Our final goodbye hugs and handshakes preceded our hopping in the vans and our ride to the airport. The same dive master team took us to the airport and facilitated our check-in, service to the very end. Once back in Manila, Donna and I, along with several others, spent one more night at the Belmont before heading home on Sunday. A number of our folks left Manila on Saturday night. Now, I have been to the Philippines many times. The culture, hospitality, and friendliness of the people is impressive. I hope to make it back at some point. Donna and I talked about it. Now, our 2024 schedule is full, and we are planning for the Red Sea in 2025. We're a little nervous about that part of the world right now, so who knows? Maybe we'll change that and visit Atlantis and Dumaguete once again, and this time to celebrate another milestone, my 70th birthday. Well, I hope you enjoyed my recap of our trip to Atlantis Dumaguete. It was an incredible adventure and one that I someday hope to make again. I would highly recommend that you consider it as well. They truly live up to their tagline, arrive as a guest and leave as family. So that wraps up this latest episode of Scuba Shack Radio. I'll be back in a couple of weeks with more just before I head out to the DEMA show in New Orleans. Until then, take care. Scuba Shack Radio is a bi-weekly podcast supporting our mission to empower individuals with knowledge, ability, and experience to venture underwater in pursuit of their aspirations and to advocate for ocean health and sustainability. Talk to you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.